This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion, addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at standupwithatruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you're not listening in the morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're downloading the podcast or listening via the website. I just want to thank you for sharing the podcast, as you always do, because we cannot take credit for getting the word out there. We cannot take credit for the increase in podcast downloads. That's you guys. That's on you. Um, but I also want to thank you. I've met so many wonderful people over the weekend at the Great Lakes Prophecy Conference. Uh, Saturday was just such a full and long day, but it was wonderful. Um, so much I could say about that. It's, I will share this though. Um, there were so many technical glitches with my PowerPoint Saturday morning. I kicked off the conference on Saturday morning for the day and it was actually unbelievable. And I'll just give you a little thing. Um, so Friday night and Saturday morning, I put the finishing touches and then I, I went through the PowerPoint, click one slide at a time, just, just to see everything. It flowed perfectly. Got to the conference. And at least three times, the tech guy had to come up on stage and help me get the the slideshow running. It's a, I have a new laptop. Four months ago, I got it. PowerPoint worked. I got it home. Um, and yesterday, I just happened to open it up. I'm just going to check it to see. Open up PowerPoint, hit the slideshow, hit the arrow, flowed smoothly from one slide to the next, no problem. So I've never had that happen before. Um, but that's the enemy, guys. That is so clearly the enemy in spiritual warfare. So that was my experience, but um, it was really encouraging. We met so many new friends. Shout out to uh, Shelly in Iowa and some other uh, wonderful men and women that we met there at the Prophecy Conference. Uh, by the way, if you have not had a chance to listen to Andy Wood's um, presentation on the days of Noah, Friday night, go to the the page, Calvary Chapel Appleton page, and, and find that one. The, he kicked off Friday night. Um, I've got a guest in studio. We're going to talk about sharing the gospel and the importance of evangelism in our everyday lives. But before we do that, I've got to remind you of some things. What we're going to talk about in the second half of this podcast, I've told you before, the Democrats and the left, the, the progressives are changing the language and redefining words and terms. Now they're starting to use Christianese. Nancy Pelosi recently said it's sinful to restrict abortion. Joe Biden says we're, we are fighting for the right to, to abort, the right to choose, and the right of reproductive freedom. We are fighting for the soul of America. So stop right there. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll have to talk about that later. Fighting for the soul of America. That is almost blasphemous when you look at the policies and the procedures of this administration. So why do I bring this up? Kamala Harris on Friday spoke to the Baptist Convention in Houston, Texas. Kamala Harris. And if if you're going, well, why? What's the problem with that? Then you have no idea of her background, her history, her corruption, what she stands for, her warped worldview. But they're claiming to be Christian now. She spoke at the National Baptist Convention. I'll tell you a little bit about what she said in the second half. We're also going to talk about a sad I could do a headline like this every segment of every podcast, but I'm going to spare you. 
But in the second half of the show, Wisconsin schools sued for helping children transition gender identity. So now parents are starting to sue schools. Um, another one I'm going to talk about, a Christian teacher in Ireland imprisoned after refusing to use transgender students' preferred pronouns. We saw three students right here in a small town of 4,000 in Wisconsin, three eighth-grade students suspended for not using another student's preferred pronouns. So uh, there is some good news, though. A lot of the cases that are coming out, a former teacher did win a lawsuit and receiving $95,000 from the district that disciplined her for refusing to use preferred pronouns. And then I'll tell you about a fascinating conversation I had with a Christian teacher after church yesterday. And he doesn't know how much longer he's going to be uh, teaching if they tell him to lie, if they tell him to deny his faith and the truth of creation. Um, Also, newly released emails prove Biden administration did coordinate with big tech to censor speech. Remember their campaign of, quote, misinformation? And um, also, you know what, we're going to have to stop right there. We we probably won't get to the rest. But right now, I want to bring in our guest in studio. It's so amazing that we have people like this in our community that are out there. I consider that on the front lines. You consider what we do on the front lines, but we are not out there face-to-face in in touch with a lot of people. And I want to just introduce to you Alyssa Henriksen. She's the chapter secretary of Exodus Riders. What is that? It's a ministry of Christian Motorcyclists Association, and their focus is on, of course, evangelism, but changing the world one heart at a time. Alyssa, welcome to the studio. Good morning, David. Thanks so much for having me in today. Good to have you on Stand Up For The Truth. So um, pull that mic a little bit closer to you. I'll raise it a little bit so people can hear you. First, I want to mention you gave me, I think that you dropped this off, but uh, I saw you at a recent event, the Ride with the Lights, Police Ride with the Lights. Um, there, what do you call this? It's a like a blessing bag or an introductory packet kit. What do you call this that you gave me that you give out? You are spot on. That is a blessing bag. Um, many of us riders carry those in our motorcycle bags um, just to have them available to be able to witness or evangelize as we come across people in need, whether it's a, a breakdown on the side of the highway, uh, if it's at the local gas station while we're pumping gas and we see another rider pull up. It It's a way to kind of connect um, our faith and our our love of motorcycles as well, be able to share share Jesus through our our two wheeled army of evangelists. Oh, so praise God! Uh, the cover of this booklet says "Hope for the Highway." What's in this book? Um, that is a shortened and condensed version of the Bible. Um, I believe it has Psalms and Proverbs, and then the it's a lot of New Testament. Um, in there, as well as some testimonies from some of our national evangelists and our our chapter, or our, excuse me, our national board members. So um, there's there's little stories in there on on how we are out there working in the community, changing lives. And if you need a savior, if you're looking for that hope, if you're missing that piece, this is where you can find it. Keep reading. <laughs> okay. So what is the, there's a cloth in here. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's if you open it up, it says a free gift. Yep. And by the way, this is all folded into a, what is it, four by six or something, very small, uh, you know, yep. plastic bag. A little sandwich bag. Yeah, a little sandwich bag. And you give these out. Um, it says a free gift, and it's something you can use, you know, to clean. And it says Christian Motorcyclist Association. Um, and then it's got the verse, First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So explain this free <laughs> gift rag. 
Absolutely. It's not, it's not a rag because it's never been used, but. <laughs> well, it, it is a rag. Um, a lot of motorcycles will use those to, you know, wipe their windshield or if it's, you know, dewy, rainy like today, unfortunately. Um, you know, we need to just wipe off our seats so we're not riding with a, a wet backside. But, um, there, it's an incredible opportunity. You know, even if, if we approach somebody and they're like, oh, no, no, the Bible's not for me. I don't, I don't need prayer in my life. You know, well, mm. can I, can I offer you this free gift? Mm. And that's why we have them folded the way that we do. So it says free gift right on the top. We don't expect any donations or, or any, you know, there's not a, a an exchange there of, of finances because we want people to realize Salvation is a free gift, and you know we're we're presenting this to them, even if they don't want prayer, they don't want one of the Bibles that's included. Well, can I at least offer you this, and we'll share it with them, and we'll we'll tell them, you know, this this rag that's on the outside, you can use this to clean up the little messes in your life. But if you unfold it, there's information on mm. there in there on how to clean up the big ones too, and it it shares the gospel message, Romans Excellent. Road to Salvation. So that's that's kind of tucked inside of there. Excellent. Hey, how come yours is white and mine is? like tan. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. <laughs> okay, so um, is there a national website or what's the what's the, a site that you would direct people that are listening to so they can get more information? Absolutely. Um, well, we are kind of heading out of riding season here in Wisconsin, but uh, so I'm glad you brought that <laughs> well, up. But we do have listeners down south. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, we are headquartered in Hatfield, Arkansas, and we actually have a, a rally coming up yet in October, about mid-October, called Changing of the Colors. Oh, cool. And it is nearly an entire week. It's about five days of just um, some of our national evangelists sharing, our board members sharing. And um, last year, when my husband and I were both there with our our two young daughters. Um, there's a lot of homeschool kids, which was amazing too. Praise God for that. Absolutely. But there, it was a, just a fantastic time. There's about 3,000 other motorcyclists there in person, just praising and worshiping. And we have, um, sermons in the morning and sermons in the evening and it's just really full full of encouragement and testimonies and this is how we are evangelizing to the motorcycling community and making a difference so Alyssa, you spoke at a church a couple was it a couple weeks ago a fox valley christian fellowship yes so you basically gave a brief overview of the christian mm-hmm. motorcyclist association so when you speak to a church, it's very different than talking to bikers on the road or at a gas station or at a rally. So what did you say? What are the main points did you say? Did you, did you remind everybody of that we are all supposed to be Absolutely. sharing the good news of Jesus Christ? How do you go into that at the brief time you had at the church? Um, much like today, just try to, to fill a lot, as much information as humanly possible. Um, and, and really just rely on God to speak through you, but to, to hit home some of the main points about, you know, who we are and what we do, um, how we go about evangelism and really kind of making that connective piece because, you know, I, enjoy riding motorcycles. I've been riding, I bought my first bike when I was 19. And so I've been riding, you know, I mean, better than half my life if that dates me. Yikes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, to, for people to really have that connective piece, because we are um, given the Great Commission, right? Mm. It, it says in Scripture, we we are supposed to go out and evangelize to, to make, you know, disciples of all nations. So really that's, you know, uh, you can use that doing doing anything. If you um, are a widow and you want to connect with a, a group of, you know, someone who, someone who's lost a, a person, you know, that can be your avenue to evangelize. Or, you know, uh, if you have a particular um, 
I don't know, something that you like, knitting group or a coffee club or, you know, stuff like you do right here at the studio with the King's Men and the King's Daughters and, you know, just offering those connective pieces and finding finding people that you can connect with um, using a vessel that you enjoy to share share the gospel. So one question that comes to mind is a lot of people listening right now, they, they have, maybe they're listening before they go to work. Some are listening at night to the podcast mm-hmm. online. They have full-time jobs. Um, and I'm sure some bikers have full-time jobs. Some are retired. Um, so I'm sure there's a mixture. But um, tell us about the the bikers that maybe have those jobs and then they just do this on weekends. Mm-hmm. How do you fit this in? How do you work all that out? Just wherever you go, quite honestly. it We, we have, um, with Exodus Riders anyways, we have a scheduled ride just about every weekend. Our road captain does a phenomenal job of, you know, connecting us um, with various rides. But it, on Saturday morning when we had our chapter meeting, he said, you know, for as, as much as I plan, God has a bigger plan. Mm. Amen. Wow. I mean, That's because, really good, actually. Because sometimes, well, it's true. Every time we're out on a ride, we don't know why the Lord, you know, oh, we accidentally took a, a right turn instead of we were supposed to proceed straight. <laughs> and we ended up with a gas station with another, you know, club, uh, you know, back patch members and, you know, but maybe one of these 1% clubs. Or maybe there's a group of bikers there and they're broken down for some reason. Or, you know, maybe it's just a single rider who you know, doesn't really have that, that faith foundation mm. or is just kind of, you know, not only lost on the road, but lost spiritually as mm. well. So we, we have those opportunities all the time. If we are listening to the Lord, if we're following his direction versus, you know, I've got a, I've got a time, you know, time frame to meet. I've got a, a route planned. I've got all of this stuff, you know, and, mm. and if we're really, really truly, you know, listening to the Lord speaking and, and going where he would lead us, he will present us with those divine appointments and it's just an incredible incredible opportunity to witness Alyssa, that's a good reminder for me for everybody if did you hear what she just said friends i know you're doing a lot of things right now you've got maybe the radio on in the background or something but she says if we're just listening for those divine appointments is that Mm -hmm. how you put it Mm -hmm. being sensitive to the holy spirit i confess sometimes i am just too stinking busy and when I go to the gas station, it's, you, you, you don't have to go in anymore if you don't want to. You pump your gas right there, put your card in, and you're, you're there and you're gone. You used to be in the old days. You'd kind of, you, we wouldn't be in such a rush, I think, before the Internet especially. Yeah. You'd be pumping your gas, and you can actually look over to the other person and say, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Hey, nice car or whatever. Conversation would strike up. Now we have no time. Mm-hmm. But, friends, we've got to take the time, and that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Alyssa, before we talk about the Milwaukee rally and, and maybe the ride with the lights and other things, uh, share a little bit about your background. Mm-hmm. How, how did you come to the Lord, and <laughs> how did that tie into when you started riding a motorcycle and things like that? Absolutely. Um, well, uh, my childhood was a little a little unique. Um, I resided with my grandparents most of my my years growing up, but I had this really cool uncle who just rode motorcycles, and so from as little as I can remember, probably four years old, um, you know, he would take, take me around on his motorcycle and it was fun. And, and, you know, eventually when I went to college and, you know, did different things in my life, I'm like, you know, I should get a bike because it's, you know, economical and whatever. And so 19 years old, I got my, my first motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. And then, um, we don't expect young women to be (laughs) riding a 
a motorcycle. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. So I, I accepted the Lord as a teenager, um, you know, through my grandparents and, you know, some re- through really just, I mean, just the Lord, just the Lord's guidance, because mm. I don't know, with the way that my my family kind of disintegrated and, mm. you know, things when I was growing up. I, I could have had a totally different path, but God, yes, right? Yes, praise God. But God. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's been an incredible um, time. We joined the Christian Motorcyclist Association as a family. My husband and I did um, in 2018. And then um, two of our kids are riders. We have two um, older sons that are both riders now. Wow, um, cool. And two of our kids are members, <laughs> and it's not the two riders. My my daughter here is part of the youth movement. We're a family-friendly organization. So your your young daughters have been on bikes with you guys. Oh, yeah. They they are always on the back of a bike. Except, they're nodding. They're, by the way, they're yeah. in studio friends in, in radio land. Uh, they're in studio, yeah, nodding. with the, They're all smiling. Oh, yeah, we've been on mm-hmm. the bikes. And they were the youth of our chapter the same weekend we were at Milwaukee Rally. Um, they were at um, Partyville, um, Wisconsin, doing a car show that weekend because that that um, youth program that we have is really a fabulous program about training leaders and, you know, teaching the youth in our ministry how to be evangelists as well. Wow. So they're out there in the community working and serving under um, some of our state <clears throat> leadership as well. Okay. Praise God. You guys are perhaps doing more evangelism than many churches, and I want to thank you for that focus. The website is cmausa.org, Christian Motorcyclists Association, cmausa.org. And we're speaking with Alyssa Henriksen. She's the chapter secretary of Exodus Riders. It's a ministry of CMA. Um, let's talk about Milwaukee. There was a rally there recently, and you mentioned that before we got on the air. So that was the, your most recent? Yep. Um, yes, we were just down in Milwaukee Labor Day weekend. Um, I mean, it was probably five days. There are various chapters. So there, I think, is about 11 chapters throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. And each of the, the chapters kind of, you know, sets up a booth at some of the local Harley Davidsons um, for the Milwaukee rally. It's kind of Harley's big birthday party. Um, so they have live music and all kinds of, you know, different vendors and stuff. But um, CMA has a, a really solid presence there. So we can, you know, go out in and amongst the bikers while they're arriving and pray with people that need or, mm. you know, simply ask, hey, have you had, have you been blessed? Blessed yet this year? Have you had your bike blessed? You know, for mechanical issues, because a lot of times, you know, they're like, "Ooh, you know, I you don't need to pray for me or pray for my motorcycle," because then it only plays Christian music. There's one. One gentleman, he got his radio, it was stuck on a Christian channel. So he, every time he would pull up to a bar or pull up to a, you know, <laughs> event, you know, it was blaring sermons and, and Christian music. And this was one of the testimonies that was shared at our chapter meeting on Saturday and just how comical it was. We were all <laughs> just dying laughing because it was so funny. So you this, don't think about that. So he wasn't a Christian, but his radio <laughs> no. on the motorbike was stuck on a Christian station. Yep. After somebody prayed for him, he's like, I don't want anybody to pray for this motorcycle anymore. <laughs> So um, it, it's really amazing that you guys go to a rally that you you guys probably are not in the majority, right? The Christian right. bikers. And um, Harley, is that's like their headquarters, Harley-Davidson, in Milwaukee, yep. right? They've got the big um, – what about Hell's Angels? Do you ever run into them? And are they Have they changed or is that – I mean, in the old days, it's like, ooh, Hell's Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually uh, quite a few of the Hell's Angels um, that our chapters run into out in Sturgis. Um, more commonly in this area, there's some other 1% groups. Um, and we actually uh, 
have developed relationships with mm. them and by by you know being God's hands and feet by loving like Christ mm. we have been able to develop a, a rapport we've been our chapter president and vice president have been invited to the um, DC Eagles clubhouse locally um, you know, here in the state of Wisconsin. So there are some of these bigger, bigger groups like Chicago-based groups and, and stuff like that that we are more um, in, plugged into here locally and able to pray with their members. There's a mutual respect, you know, as far as that goes. Um, but just being able to, to pray with them, um, to have their doors open to us and being receptive to us because they know what our ministry is about. Mm. But when you get out at Sturgis, like you, there's all kinds of clubs very similar to that yeah. and every once in a while you'll have somebody just come up and like grab you by the arm like they you know you better come with me buddy you know just really rough and rugged and then as soon as they whisk you off to the side they'll say hey can you can you pray for me but wow. i i can't tell you that in front of my buddies over there or in front of you know 20 other club members that are about to pound me you know <laughs> pride that's so cool great story though we got to take our first break we're with Alyssa Henriksen. Chapter Secretary of Exodus Riders. It is a ministry of Christian Motorcyclists Association, and they are. They're shooting. This is their, they're aiming to change the world one heart at a time. And we can meet those hearts at the grocery store, the gas station, maybe at the bank, um, maybe in your family or at wherever you work, friends. This is just a reminder to let God lead you to share the good news of Jesus Christ. More coming up, plus we'll get to some stories next. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Our guest, Alyssa Henriksen, Chapter Secretary of Exodus Riders. Um, they do have a fundraiser. They don't do a lot of these, but you, you do one or two. Tell us briefly about, was it Run With The Sun? Uh, yes. Ride with the sun. <laughs> no, it's run for the sun. Run, like I said, run for <laughs> the S-O-N. Tell us about that, and then I've got a story to share. Absolutely. Um, well, I was just sharing with David, we have a couple of events already on our calendar for next year. Um, kickoff in May um, with Run for the Sun. It is our only fundraiser that we do each year, and that goes not only to benefit uh, CMA USA, um, but it... We share those funds with um, a number of, there's three different um, ministry partners that have reach overseas. Um, and so 60% of the funds raised from that event actually go to these other ministries to be able to, to evangelize uh, globally. So. so the local one, Exodus Riders CMA 845, that is Appleton, Wisconsin in the Fox Valley. Is there one in Green Bay too? There's Yep. So there's a Green Bay chapter, there's an Appleton Fox Valley. Mm -hmm. And so the, do they each have separate, I know mean, you've got your own separate Facebook page. Yep. So people can look up the links in today's podcast at StandUpForTheTruth.com. And if you're local, regional, will get you connected. But uh, the fundraiser. Um, next, this, oh, I was going to share a story. Curtis Bowers was one of the speakers at the Prophecy Conference over the weekend. And uh, if you don't know the Agenda series, my goodness, oh, please incredible. watch. If you call yourself a Christian and have not watched Agenda documentary from Curtis Bowers, shame on you. I'm kidding. But part, <laughs> but I'm very serious about the importance of watching that and understanding the history and how we got to where they are and that there are serious agendas against the church, against this country. 
you got to watch it. Agenda documentary. Just look at the first one, Curtis Bowers. So he shares this story. His kids are in the back seat. They're pulling out of, it might have been church. They were leaving church, and they, they're on a highway with traffic lights, and they're about to get on the road. And there's a motorcyclist, the really rough guy, heading over to his bike. And his kids are saying, go share the gospel with him, Daddy. He looks like he really needs to hear the good news. And he looks over and goes, oh, because he probably looked like a hell's angel or something. <laughs> he looked a little rough, so he... He said uh, he was saved by the fact that the guy got on his bike quickly and took off, and and so Curtis went. Whew. So they go to the down the street to the next light, and there he is. The guy pulls up behind. He has no idea how he got behind him, but he says, "Oh my goodness!" And the kids are going in the back seat. Daddy, he's behind us. He's behind us. He he needs to hear the gospel. And so the light changed. He got out and he went down to a gas station because he thought, "There's no way I don't have time." But before they got to the gas station, at the next light on the corner, before they turned into the gas station, the guy was behind him again, and the light just turned red, and he said, you know what, if I don't do this, my kids are going to think I'm afraid, and I'm not setting a good example. He got out of his car at the light, went back, and he had, what, five seconds before the light changed, ten seconds, he had a track, kind of like your little packet here. He (laughs) said, I know, I I don't know you, and, and nice bike, by the way. You've got to read this. It's so very important. And he gave it to him, and, and the guy didn't say anything. He took it, and he got, Curtis got in the car, and, and actually he skipped the gas station. He was so, like, trying to get back on before the light changed. He got in his car, headed down the road, and all of a sudden he was a couple miles down the road. A lot of traffic all of a sudden, and, and all of a sudden in the, his rearview mirror he sees this biker passing cars to get to him on the side. So this biker is trying to catch up with him, and Curtis goes, oh, no. <laughs> um, so he's, and he got to him, he says, pull over and he pulled over and he said, uh, and he, he goes, what's going to happen? You know, you have no idea. Yeah. This guy says something I'm paraphrasing the guy, the biker pulls over to the car, walks up to his window and, and, you know, holds the gospel track out. And he says, La- my, I've made my, a mess of my life. And last night God told me that he's going to send someone to give me something. Wow. Yeah, or, that isn't amazing. And Curtis Bowers was the one that gave him the gospel track. And he said, thank you. And he walked away. Mm-hmm. So here's a story. I mean, none, I don't know anybody of my friends that have actually gotten out of their car at a traffic light to share the gospel or give a tract out. I've never done that. Maybe I should. But it was an amazing story of really kind of obedience, but also you're setting an example for the younger generation. on How do we really believe the good news of Jesus Christ that we say can save people and do we really love our neighbors enough to tell them Mm -hmm. the truth and just this reminder and i want you to comment on this it's not up to us how they respond or to deal with that at all we don't need to defend it is the truth give them the message give them the track the rest is in god's hands amen your thoughts on that Alyssa? oh absolutely that's all we can ever ask for we're we're planting seeds but we can't make that decision for anyone that they need to be led by the lord and called by the lord to you know to the salvation mm. i mean really that's that's the end game right is to to live forever with the lord in heaven yeah. and so what what we're called to do is, you know, just to be a witness for him by the way that we act, by the way, how, how we show love, really. Um, so, you know, we, we have these tools available for us and, and our ministry is really fantastic about providing materials for us, um, to be able to go out and do this, no matter where we are. If we're here in, in Wisconsin or, you know, for your, your podcast listeners and online listeners all across the United States and we're, we're reaching across the globe by these efforts too. Tell so, us more about that. 
Reaching across the globe. Oh, absolutely. I know you can't ride your bike across the ocean, <laughs> but you are reach, there are, you, so there are chapters and there's Motorcycle Association, Christian CMAs in other countries, obviously. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. We, um, we have, uh, chartered a handful of different countries now. Um, we, I mean, it CMA is. CMA International. Yep. So I'm, I'm looking at this list of countries. There's, uh, let's see, 10, 20, 30, 44. There's over 50. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing if you think about it. Cause we don't think of bikers being that organized. <laughs> but, uh, so this is really information. This is really good to, so for people listening to go, wow. Uh, and if you know people that are bike riders, motorcycle, not 10 speeds, um, maybe tell them about this. If they're from your church, uh, there's a lot of people that ride. They get involved with different events. Um, what else can you share? This this is a, a pretty big mm-hmm. – uh, it's not a pamphlet. It's – what would you call this? It's pretty big. It's, you're, <laughs> you're based in Arkansas, the uh, home of Christian Motorcycles Motorcyclists Association. And this is a – they've got a Facebook page, YouTube. They're on Instagram. So you guys can find information on these if you know someone that might be interested. What else can you share about that? Well, and if you visit cmausa.org, you can find a chapter in your area, in your country. I mean, there's, it's just a wealth of information there. Um, but feel free to visit us at Exodus Riders, um, at, you know, Facebook or whatever as well, so that, you know, you can get plugged in with us. Um, we, we meet here in the Fox Cities area, um, every month. We have a, a Bible study and chapter meeting the second Saturday of every month. Where is that for our um, local friends? We we're down at the machine shed, uh, typically. Yep, in Appleton. Appleton, Wisconsin. Yep. Okay. And then we have a monthly fellowship dinner, and those always change locations because our area is so vast that we try and reach you know a variety of different different people mm-hmm. and accommodate you know members and maybe some of their friends, family that want to come and participate. You know, if they're evangelizing with somebody in their area, you know, we'll we'll plan a fellowship dinner. You know, toward the Fond du Lac area, down in Oshkosh, over in Chilton. You know, to kind of I mean really connect with the community and and really you know be there in force to kind of you know to evangelize and that's, and do what we can to to you know bring people to Christ's kingdom. That's awesome. Second Saturday of every month Bible study in the Fox Cities, Fox Valley, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Appleton, Wisconsin area. Alyssa, um, how can people if they have more questions or they know someone that they would maybe like you to reach out to or whatever it might be? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Is it through the Facebook page? Yep. Okay. Yeah, through the Exodus Riders. It's if you go to Exodus, Exodus Riders. Riders. Mm-hmm. CMA. Fox, yep, CMA Fox Cities Appleton. Um, my uh, phone and uh, email are both on there. Um, we have a monthly newsletter that goes out that talks about you know events like Ride with the Lights or things that we've done at Milwaukee yeah. Rally. Um, we just had a handful of our chapter members come back from Sturgis with incredible testimonies. Um, it's just it's a loaded, loaded newsletter full of our upcoming rides and events and, and ministries that we partner with. So, so is, did I hear you right? Is this an email newsletter? People? It is. Okay. So and you can, can sign, sign up for that, that ter- there, too. Okay. So, that's, so go to cmausa.org. If you're local, regional, uh, there's a Green Bay one, but look for uh, Appleton Fox Valley, Exodus Riders CMA, and uh, yours is number 845. So a couple more minutes. Alyssa, closing thoughts on... Whatever you want to share from your heart mm-hmm. about just this is your passion. This is what you love doing. <laughs> I mean, sharing the gospel should go beyond the love of what yours might be riding a motorcycle. Mine might be writing a book. You know, Stevens might be doing something else. Crash might be. We've got all our passions and our loves in our lives, but the gospel should move up to that number one spot. So share a little bit of whatever God, God put on your heart right now to share with those who are listening. 
Um, I just, I just want to share, find whatever you love. If you're, if you don't care for motorcycles or, or we even have a, um, through CMA, we have a roads and trails. So if you're a, a four wheel, like a four wheeler rider, dirt yeah, bike rider. Fun. Oh, absolutely. There's all kinds of different opportunities, but even if, you know, motorcycles are not your speed or, you know, get, in, get involved with a snowmobiling club or get involved with a, you know, Corvettes or, or Volkswagens or, you know what I mean? Like find, find something that, yeah. you know, you have somebody, some, something in common with yeah. and then, you know, use that if that's your absolute passion. It doesn't have to be vehicles either, but if that's right. your passion, use that as your vessel. You know, connect with people and, and, you know, just ma- build those relationships that you can then turn into, you know, a, a opportunity to witness and, and offer Christ's salvation. Amen, Alyssa. I want to thank you for being here. Alyssa Henriksen, Chapter Secretary, Exodus Riders, a ministry of Christian. Motorcyclists Association, CMAUSA.org. God bless you, sister. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your passion and the reminder that we all need to try to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in those moments when there's people all around us and there's someone that needs a touch from God. Absolutely. Can we pray for you? Can I share this good news with you? Here, take this. Have you seen this gospel track? Thank you, Alyssa. Um, Also, what I got out of what she just shared, too, it reminded me, she said, find your passion and use that for God. Use that to share the gospel. Since COVID came along, um, a lot of people have uh, fallen into isolation to some degree. Mm. Whether that be at home or whether that be you go to work, you're put in your nine to five or whatever your hours are and you get home and you don't, you just don't do nightly activities or you don't, you don't, you're not part of a group anymore. We are not here to be Lone Rangers friends. And, um, like I, t- talked about that discernment ministry that attacked us last week. Um, There are some people that have no accountability, meaning they're not even affiliated with a local church. You've got to be part of the body of Christ. That's why it's called a body. You are part of a body of believers. So let that be a reminder for all of us that we need each other in Christ. We need our brothers and sisters, and we need to be strengthened so that we can go out and reach others who are in the world. So just a reminder, friends, we, we've, we've all been through a hard time, maybe in the last couple of years, some of us more than others. Um, and just a reminder, keep trusting God, but be plugged in to a local church or a group that, has, that shares the biblical worldview that you're like-minded, and then just go. Live your life. Do what God has called you to do and, and use your passions for him. So... Guys, now we, we need to move on to some of these stories now I told you we'd get to. And the first one I mentioned about Wisconsin schools, I'll start right there, because I could literally do a news story like this in every podcast every day. In fact, I could, could do two or three stories. This one happens to be in Wisconsin. So a school district was sued last week over its gender identity training. Listen to this. It allows teachers and school staff to hide student gender transitions from parents. I hope you understood the severity and depravity of what I just said. The government-run school system across the country in different districts, they are saying, here, we're training the teachers and the staff to do this, and they're not telling parents Really? So this that's why there's a lawsuit. So America First Legal 
and the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty filed the lawsuit on behalf of a group of parents against the Eau Claire Area School District, along with its board members and superintendent, claiming the current policies violate their freedom of religion and parental rights. Here's a quote in a statement. Policies like Eau Claire's blatantly violate parents' constitutional rights to raise their children. School staff do not replace parents while their children are at school. Full stop. That's what the Biden administration has been plugging. They've been promoting this, that they are, they are raising America's kids, right? They're trying to get parents out of the way. Are you kidding me? We forget how this nation was founded, and we forget even before the government-run education system was created and developed in the U.S. Department of Education. We forget how our forefathers in this country, or ancestors, whatever you want to put it, how, how did they educate their kids? Before the U.S. Department of Education, it started with the Bible, friends, and that's not allowed in the schools anymore. We've got to come to terms with that. So he said policies like Eau Claire's blatantly violate parents' constitutional rights to raise their children, and um, a gender identity transition is a major event in a child's life. Schools must defer to to parents about this. So the school district in Wisconsin, their current Gender identity policy instructs teachers and staff to be careful in using a transitioning student. By the way, this is a new language today, right, in the last decade. Transitioning student. Be careful to use that identity and name with with parents. Be careful. You know, you don't want to share everything with parents, as well as the use of an opposite gender restroom by transitioning students. So parents protecting our children is the name of uh, one of the group of group of parents who are involved in this legal case. And this just happens to be one in Wisconsin. We've got more coming up. So I'm not saying all teachers in every school is trying to keep this from parents when children's are con- children are confused about gender. But a lot more than what we really are aware of, friends, because the headlines and the news stories are out there if you want to find them. What you do with that is up to do, up to you. A couple more stories coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. So before we get to our next story, um, the left is at it again, calling evil good and twisting scripture. And now they're using Christianese, Christian language. I'm going to get to that, but I want to bring Alyssa Henriksen back into the conversation because there's something that we didn't get to that I believe is very important. I talked about the importance of uh, being aware if you're leaning toward isolating and, and kind of getting away from your church family and groups and community. I mean, the early church was based on community prayer, the apostles' teaching. They had communion together and the breaking of bread. They have they had community. Alyssa, what you just shared with me off air Please, that's very important. Just share how some of the bikers are conservative. They're just not born again, and they need to be part of your organization. So share about that. Absolutely. Um, well, because you brought up the uh, 1%, you know, clubs earlier, you know, and we talked about how we at Sturgis, you know, we have that opportunity to witness and whatnot. So um, a, a lot of those 1% groups are are formed from this brotherhood of, the, you know, they just want to be long. But many motorcyclists have the same conservative viewpoints, you know, that you and I do. Um, they, you know, 
uh, really, they're you know all about family and you know pro Second Amendment patriotism. Patriotism, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so many of the same values that you and I have are found in the motorcycling community on mm. on both ends. That's a good but point. it's they're just that other side of the of the law, and yeah. they they you know really they have that brotherhood where you know there's a code of silence and you know they want to they they are forged together mm. um much like the church body should be you yes. know and and working together toward one common good and so they're they're just missing that that piece that most important piece yes. is Christ salvation absolutely thank you Alyssa thank you for coming back on and that's that's so important because um outreaches do they have outreaches on college campuses uh we do well, oh. we, oh, absolutely. Okay. We, we reach everyone everywhere. I mean, Excellent. we, we're, we're working, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier with the youth and different things. And, and yeah, we, we talk with college students. We talk with all kinds of people. So, um, w- one thing I got out of that is there's people in all of our lives, whether you're a biker or not, if you're a Christian, there's people that are conservative, mm-hmm. but not born again. There's people that believe, by the way, patriotism is not a sin. Patriots, we're not idolizing America or the flag because we sing the national anthem. Knock it off. If you're falling for that, those lies, that garbage, knock it off. Please. Uh, we can go into that another time. But remember now they're, they're trying to frame some of us as Christian nationalists, right? Wasn't that one of your upcoming stories, your upcoming headlines? Well, it has to do something <laughs> like that. So um, I need to move on. We're going over to Ireland now because can, could this come to America where a Christian teacher is – imprisoned in Ireland after refusing to use transgender students' preferred pronouns. Um, His name is Enoch Burke, and he said this, It is insanity that I will be led from this courtroom to a place of incarceration, but I will not give up my Christian beliefs. So what happened? A Christian teacher in Ireland who refused to use the preferred pronouns of a transgender student has been suspended and is now in jail for contempt of court. The order barred him from teaching or even being present at his Westmeath school. It's in Ireland. Here's the Daily Mail headline. It's a long headline over there. The Daily Mail often does this. I love my school, but I am here today because I would not call a boy a girl. End quote. So, uh, subheadline, teacher who refused to use students', students gender-neutral pronouns condemns insanity as he is jailed in Ireland. So the trouble for Burke started when he refused to address transgender students by the pronoun they rather than he, as requested by the student and the student's parents in this case. And the school went along with it, as some schools are pushing it. This school happened to go along with it. That's their worldview, right? There's no creator, God. We were not created male and female, as Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says. He stated, quote, transgenderism. Now, let's stop right there. Can, can, I wish most pastors would say things like this. Transgenderism is against my Christian belief. It is contrary to the scriptures, contrary to the ethos of the Church of Ireland and of my school. I wish I wish more pastors would address this in the pulpits on Sunday mornings. Why? Because even some in the church are confused about this. So I want to quote Enoch Burke again. He said, It is extraordinary and reprehensible 
that someone's religious beliefs on this matter could be taken as grounds for an allegation of misconduct. Misconduct for believing the Christian worldview. My religious beliefs are not misconduct, he said. They never will be. They are dear to me. I will never deny them. I will never betray them. And I will never bow to an order that would require me to do so. I love that. I hear strength and faith and a commitment to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word is our final authority, friends. The inerrant word of God is our ultimate authority, final authority. And this man, God bless him, and let's pray for him. Enoch Burke over in Ireland who took this stand and is now in jail. Don't think this can't come to America. The Democrats are working to change the laws. If the the Equality Act gets passed, we will be fined, discriminated against, and possibly arrested, those of us who speak for our Christian beliefs, the truth of creation, the truth of God, that Jesus defined gender, marriage, family, and church, defined by God, affirmed by Jesus Christ. Look at Mark chapter 10. We don't have time to get to that right now. Heck, even Piers Morgan, remember him? Even Piers Morgan tweeted this, quote, and he's not a believer, by the way, obviously, jailed for not wanting to call a singular person they. What a ridiculous farce. How can anyone believe this is right in a supposedly free democratic society? And I will share a conversation I had with a school teacher yesterday coming out of church. We had a really good talk. And um, as you, most of you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, I come from a family of educators, teachers, my mom, dad, sister, both sisters, actually, one full-time, one part-time cousin um, and friends that are that used to be in the school system. So uh, it's not like I'm speaking from ignorance when I talk about what has happened in the history of the education system and how it's changed. But this man says it's this. There's a student in his class that wants me to call him by his preferred pronoun, a female pronoun. I, if I remember right, and he's a he's a boy. And so far, the school it hasn't been brought to the principal or the or the school district. But I told him, I said, brother, I don't I don't envy your position because student schools. I'm sorry, teachers are being forced. Their backs are against the wall. If you're a Christian teacher and there are there is a minority but there are some you are forced to lie about some of the most biblical basic facts and facts of life biological facts but you're you're being forced to lie and in fact call evil good when you affirm this transgender ideology and i said um, you're going to have a difficult decision to make i will pray for you brother and we need to keep Christian teachers in prayer because they can't share the gospel. They can't talk about Jesus. They can't do anything that would support their biblical worldview. So what are they doing in that system, that godless system that is beyond reform, the education so-called system? Next story, calling evil good. Um, Vice President Kamala Harris received a lot of applause when she spoke in Texas last week. Houston It was a confusing speech if you pay attention to her actions, her policies, her background, and her worldview. If you're aware of those things and then heard her words, 
Wow, it just doesn't sound right. That's a lining. There's some hypocrisy there. What makes it worse is she spoke to the National Baptist Convention in Houston, and people were fawning over her afterwards. Now, some of the words she, I heard, I read part of it, and I'm thinking, wow, if I didn't know that was Kamala Harris, I would, I would say amen to some of this. And it's pretty amazing, guys, because you know what she stands for. You know that she arrested a guy, uh, David DeLayden, the Center for Medical Progress in California, when she was the DA in California. He was filming Planned Parenthood uh, employees and, and uh, executives and what they were saying about aborting babies and then selling fetal parts for research. They were saying this, so he's got them on camera. That's illegal, by the way. That's a felony to sell human body parts, whether it's fetal or... And by the way, Kamala Harris didn't go after Planned Parenthood. She went after David Daleiden and had his home raided. That's just one of the many stories of Harris before she became VP. Just know know your history, friends. Know your background. Don't be naive about this. So just because they're saying things now like, hey, we're fighting for the soul of America. If people would faith, of, of faith would just come together and unify for democracy, don't buy it. Don't buy it. It's BS. Don't fall for it. So she's told this crowd at the National Baptist Convention who's applauding the whole time. Um, <laughs> And I have no idea, guys, what a divisive, secular, progressive politician who openly opposes life in the womb, protecting life in the womb, and opposes the biblical worldview. I have no idea what she's doing speaking at a Christian event or convention, but she did. And um, she's using Christian lingo, though. They're very Her speechwriters are very good at this, telling the audience to, quote, fight. We need to fight for light over darkness. I wouldn't disagree with those words. Fight for light over darkness. That's what we're trying to do. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. But look at how dark and corrupt and depraved our culture is in our country. We're fighting for the light of Christ. I don't think she's fighting for the light of Christ. But she says, you people, you've got to fight for light over darkness. What's darkness? Sin, depravity, the the, uh, worldview that goes against the Bible, which is what the Democrats are promoting. Look at their legislation, friends. Remember, remove personality. This is not about Donald Trump. Remove that. This is about policy and procedure, and it's about legislation. Somebody's morality will be legislated, and it has been, and we're living under that. So, Christian, if you love your neighbor, you will be aware of what's going on. But she's saying she's using Christian lingo, and I I wish I had more time to get into this. I only got a minute or two, but... (laughs) Ephesians 5.11 encourages Christians to expose deeds of of darkness, okay? Um, The media is also doing the same thing. There was a guy on the failing network, MSNBC, Joe Scarborough, I think his name is. He said, as a Southern Baptist, I grew up reading the Bible, but I still know the Bible. Jesus never once talked about abortion, never once, never once mentioned it. What about thou shalt not murder? What is abortion? What What is growing in a pregnant mom's belly? What is in there? What is in the womb? What is it? Well, the Latin word, the Latin meaning for the word fetus is offspring. It means little one. It's a human being. So what are we doing when we're tearing apart a life in a mother's womb? What are we doing if it's not murder? I don't know. Is that a new hobby in America or something? What are we doing with that? So, yes, it is. But he said the, the Bible doesn't mention it. Okay, 
I wish I could share more on this, but I do want to go back and just mention Molech, the god, the false god Molech in the Old Testament. Um, Leviticus, Leviticus 18.21 states, You shall not give any of your children to offer to them or to Molech, nor shall you profane the name of the Lord your God. Jeremiah 32.25, Then they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hanan, to cause their sons and daughters to pass through the fire to Molech which I did not command them to do. And in my mind, they should, they should not do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. So they're calling, when you, child sacrifice, God calls it an abomination. Jesus affirms the Old Testament. Jesus is the word of God. He is the word made flesh. So let's understand, friends, when they say it's not in the Bible, abortion, okay, define what that is. It's a human life. It's a baby in a mother's womb. And what's the difference between a preborn baby and a firstborn baby? Because people would offer their firstborn in those days to these idols, to Molech, and burn their firstborn. They would offer them into the fire. What's the difference between a firstborn baby and a preborn baby? Location. A couple inches. That's the difference between a firstborn baby and a preborn baby. So, Tony Dungy, NFL coach, former NFL coach, said, um, when God says, thou shalt not kill, is that a suggestion that we should follow if we feel like it, but disregard if we don't like the suggestion? He said, respect life. And he reminded people of God's commandment. But a lot of people responded, not a lot, a few people responded to that. But keep paying attention to the lingo that they're using. They're trying to sound like religious people, like all of a sudden, God just revived the Democrat Party. He's done no such thing. It's a lie. I'm sorry to say that, friends, because we all know friends who are thinking this. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's so great. Listen to how she's talking. Look at her policies. Look at her life. Do her actions. And does the legislation of the Biden administration line up with their speech? Absolutely not when they're talking about things like this. We've got to go. Tomorrow's guest, former transgender George Carneal. He's got a book called From Queer to Christ. We'll talk about that. Wednesday, Molly DeFranks got a book out called Digital Detox. And former New Ager, Marsha Montenegro, Christian Answers for the New Age on Thursday. And I got to go. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.